welcome to Real Talk for Real Teachers. I'm Latoria Marcellus. And I'm Amy Spidell. And we are your new host. We are going to continue that wonderful work that Dr. Bailey started. For those of you new to Conscious Discipline, Conscious Discipline is an adult-first, transformational, trauma-responsive approach to self-regulation that integrates social and emotional learning, equitable school cultures, theory and application, research, and brain-based discipline practices. And that is a mouthful. So one of the things that we uh, can break that down to is as simple as this. Instead of thinking that this is something that we do to children, this is something that we build within them. And if we're going to build it within them, it requires that we do it first. So the most important part of that definition is adult first. And one of the ways that that becomes possible is because of that uh, brain-based um, response to how we build this practice. So when we think about how our brain uh, works, isn't it great that the more we understand about our own state and what's going on inside of us, the more likely it is that we can support children in their states and how they manage those. So first us, then them. So you know that whole saying of, you know, put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then help someone else. That's certainly true in this case. In and so what we're going to do on some of these talks is really converse with some of the people who have the opportunity to bring us some of how they've walked this, how they've transformed it. And we get to pick up those threads and start building them into our own story. When you come to have your tea or your coffee with us, you're just going to have that opportunity to hear several different voices and how conscious discipline works in the life of real people. We're hoping that this is going to be an opportunity to reach anybody who's interested in doing life in a better way. We wanted to take a little bit of time for you to get to know us. Um, I am a former teacher, and I used to work um, for an organization that came alongside preschools to help them give quality education to the children that were living in my county. And that is how I met Amy. Amy introduced me um, to Conscious Discipline, and I can remember the first time I saw her. I thought, you know, who is this lady with all this energy singing these songs? And, you know, the more I listened and the more we talked, um, we became friends and started to have lunch together and started to have real conversations with each other. So I'm so glad that I get to sit here in the seat and have conversations with Amy and with you on a regular basis. And Latoria, I just have to tell you, I remember that look on your face when we were doing those songs, like, how is this going to help our teachers? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, again, sometimes, and I hope that uh, those of you listening will really pay attention to this for yourselves. Sometimes when you're just the right amount of cynical at the beginning, that's what lets you dig to the deepest part mm. of what this is. So I so value that about you because, man, I wasn't going to pull stuff um, over on you, right? It was going to be either this matters and we make a change in our, in our classrooms and in our community or we're not buying in. And so the fact that you bought in means all the more because of that. So just really want to honor that. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's been a really cool journey. 
that I've been able to take with you and with the CIs who would come, you know, to my hometown to help spread this message of how we can do things differently. Um, and along this journey, Amy has had an opportunity to meet uh, my family. I am married. I have um, my husband's name is Stefan. We've been married for 13 years. And we have a little guy that you are definitely going to hear me talk about on the show, I'm sure, who is seven um, years old. And the funny thing about him, his name is Sean, is that a lot of times he, uh, I would have to say his practice of conscious discipline could be better than mine at times. He's really good at reminding me, you know, to take a breath and to calm down when I get frustrated um, about the little things like socks on the floor and stuff like that. I'm excited for you guys to um, be able to meet him through this podcast. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I do think about kids is that we have children in our lives because they really do take us to our deepest honesty. Uh, they, in, in the most gentle ways often, um, just put that mirror up to us to see and when we're not afraid to look into it, there's just so many wonderful things we can learn about how much love prevails in mm. a relationship that is um, that is grounded in that kind of safety. So, and I learned that um, my journey with conscious discipline started after I had um, uh, the uh, experience with uh, being a foster parent and an um, and an adoptive parent. And in the midst of my raising our last child, who was our um, birth child, and so it, you know, what one of the funny things for us was that my two adopted kids, um, they came, both of them came as foster children, and then um, we uh, really did want to adopt them, and they were 12 and 13 at the time. And my husband and I were in our 20s. So some of you have heard me talk about how uh, when I found out from Dr. Bailey that your executive function skills aren't fully formed until 24, I thought, well, now that makes sense. Because <laughs> No wonder we jumped into this thinking, oh, how hard could it be? Um, but for my son, uh, differently than you, Latoria, where he's really growing up in that, He's more uh, bilingual because he can speak the snarky talk uh, that I started out with. And he also has some of those conscious discipline abilities. And so he'll often say to me, sometimes when he gives a little snap to uh, his kids, because now I'm a grandmother and actually a great grandmother because of the time that we raised our, our adopted kids. Um, but when he'll snap at him, he'll look at me and say, that came from you too. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, but I do think that for both of us, as we think about joining um, all of you in investigating these, um, just these different topics and these different uh, kinds of a way to look at the life, uh, at life in an innovative way, rather than being stuck in what's always been before, I often think that um, it's the messiness of our own journeys that allows that to uh, have relevance. And so if you've got a messy journey, then you're in the right place with the two of us. <laughs> and Latoria, and Latoria, I'm just really curious, what would you say is one thing that made a difference for you, um, both in your home and in your teaching? Like, can you kind of think, wow, what is one thing that brought you along um, that sparked your interest in providing that for others who might be listening in. What this has really done for me is it, it gave me the opportunity to slow down 
So that started with the breathing, right? Mm -hmm. Because usually as a teacher and as a parent, you're go, 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 going. You don't have time to stop. But that gave me permission to pause a little bit. And one of the things that I stole from you, Amy, was that it's okay to tell people that doesn't work for me. (laughs) So it really helped me to find my voice to be more assertive and be able to honestly say when something is not okay. Um, So I felt like I got like a lot of, I don't know what to call it. I just got a lot of something that allowed me to be able to be honest with myself when I know something's uncomfortable to just be able to guard that little special piece of me that you have to keep, you know, clean and tidy just for yourself so you don't leave a situation feeling like, ugh, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of why conscious discipline doesn't just stay in the classroom, right? Because I know when I'm working with groups, um, it's always that reminder that what we are able to provide for our kids has to come from our own experience and growth. I can't get you to do something um, in, in, uh, and that I'm not modeling But I also can't get you to do something when I am modeling it. What I can do is be the model so that it becomes important to you to find that different way. So like you were saying about Sean brings it back to you. I mean, that's what I love. If you didn't do it with him, he wouldn't know how to bring it back when you require it. You model it. He sees the importance of it. He's able to then um, share that with you. So what a great way to change our world. <laughs> and we can use it up. And you know, it, you know, when I was teaching, I was the queen of the clip. If a child moved and they weren't supposed to, it was a, you broke the rules, so move your clip down. Since I know what I know now, it's not about, I need to punish you because you did something wrong, because that's the only way that you're going to learn to do something differently. Instead, I can be a little more curious about what why something happened in my classroom. I can ask a question to get some more background. Maybe they got out of the, their seat because I didn't see them raise their hand. You know, maybe my son didn't pick up his cereal because he was too busy trying to brush his teeth like I had just told him to. Instead of accusing or, you know, deciding what his intention was, I can stop and I can say, hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that, you know, and get into a conversation with him. So simply asking a question has helped me so much in in my personal life with, you know, the little people that I've been around. But it's also helped me with the big folks. I talk to my sister every morning on the phone, right, or we FaceTime and she would tell me something. And, you know, I was the queen of the clip with the little folks, but with the adults, I was the queen of judgment. So if you wanted to know exactly what you were doing wrong in your life, I could tell you, and I could give you, you know, points and make a diagram, all of that. But now what I'm able to do is take a couple breaths and then I can just say, hmm, that's interesting. Tell me more about it. And that gives me an opportunity to keep my relationships intact, because it's not about judgment. It's more about noticing and trying to be helpful instead of hurtful when it comes to um, uh, things that kind of, you know, burn my biscuits a little bit. I'm I'm able to pause now (laughs) and and love my way through it Mm -hmm. instead of judging my way through it. So for me, that's why I'm here. It's just giving me an opportunity to 
help other people know how this worked for me, how my journey is going. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still some times where I have to stop myself because, you know, the queen of judgment comes out and you know, that <laughs> finger starts wagging, you know, but um, I, I, I'm learning to be a bit more patient with myself and able to hold myself accountable just a little bit better. Oh, I love that you uh, focused on doing that for yourself first. It's we're, sometimes we want to give something to our kids that we hold at arm's length from ourselves. And I think that <clears throat> for me, that was really uh, what clicked. Uh, I The first time that I ever heard about conscious discipline, it was before it was conscious discipline. So I heard a talk that Becky Bailey did at NAEYC when she had the book, There's Got to Be a Better Way. And the thing that struck me the most was that she wasn't saying something that felt so off the charts different. What she was affirming is, that's who I want to be. Mm. I just don't know how to be that. And so the thing that captivated me about, about this particular way of looking at social-emotional development is that it doesn't just give you the information, it gives you the why, and especially from a brain perspective, but it also gives you the how, like understanding how my brain works. And like you said, Latoria, so many times, breathe, breathe, breathe. But so many times when you would hear somebody say breathe or calm, it would be in an agitated tone, like calm down, which I was really good at snarling at children. You need to calm down. You need to calm down. So it was, how do I become that? And when, even really when I was first doing it, I only had a couple of little things that I knew to do. And one of them was to walk into a conflict and instead of trying to discern who should get my look and who should be sent out of their area, it was the, I'm here to help. Mm-hmm. And, and I think just like you said, it, was, it transformed the moment with one simple shift. And it just was like, it, that transformation just intrigued me. Like, how can I change one thing and the entire scenario goes in a different direction? But I totally agree with you, too. You know, when you live in a family and you go out and you do trainings on, on uh, social emotional development and then you lose it, uh, <laughs> what you sometimes hear from people is, I thought you were supposed to breathe. And it's like, don't even talk to me. <laughs> so um, really important that I think one of the things that we get to talk about in these is the realness of the journey. And that realness of the, of the challenge to continually be curious about what works and doesn't work in a moment. And, and what would keep you from wanting to be your best self and wanting to allow other people to be their best self? It's the curiosity that makes the shift, right? It's not the, like you said, I mean, I, yeah, judgment comes so easily. It's not about judging what didn't go well. It's about being curious about perhaps how the wheels came off and then what would help the wheels stay on? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, everybody, it has been wonderful to have an opportunity to sit and chat with you. And Amy and I are really looking forward to being able to have this conversation with each of you at the end of every month. So from our heart to your heart, we wish you well.
For more episodes of Real Talk with Real Teachers by Dr. Becky Bailey, visit ConsciousDiscipline.com forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.